services, I should say, this weekend. I'm an overcomer. My, my, my. The Bible says we are more than conquerors through Christ. Yes, amen. Amen. I'm an overcomer today. Yes. Amen, because he has already overcome. Amen. I said, I'm an overcomer because he has already overcome. Praise God. We are more than conquerors through Christ. Amen. We have victory today. We are not a defeated people, but we are a victorious church. Amen. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Praise God. Did you enjoy the service? This person out. Couldn't find anything. They ran all all the tests, all the scans. Amen. All the scans came back clear. Said we can't find anything there. Praise God. I just believe God is still able. Yes. Amen. Amen. God is still able. Yes. Amen. Praise God. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Amen, Brother Brendan's word shot. I've been enjoying all these word shots. Tremendous. Amen. Amen. Now, if God tarries, I believe that the church is in pretty good hands. Because there are still some young people that will live for God. Amen. Amen. Trying to be sensitive to the move of God and studying to show themselves approved and being faithful to the house of God. Being faithful to God. Amen. There is a little bit of a difference. Some people come to church regularly, but it doesn't mean the church is in them. Right. Amen. I'm speaking to the choir tonight. I know. Amen. But I'm thankful for faithful people and some faithful young people. Yes. Amen. 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 And I probably should have sent out a text asking all the young people to be here tonight. I feel like I have something for all of us, but I especially especially for young people tonight. And I know it's a Wednesday night, but I, this is just what I feel. And uh, God went a little different direction on Sunday night, and that was great. What a move of God we had. And I've been feasting on that. Amen. And I, I know it's a work night. Many of us will be working tomorrow. I understand that. But I, I will try to hurry, or at least be mindful of the time. I don't want to hurry and miss what God wants to do. But I do want to be mindful of the time. One guy said, if you haven't hit oil in 20 minutes, stop boring. Probably some truth to that. (laughs) Amen. You you can say amen. It's all right. I I, I really was, a couple weeks ago, Brother Nichols was preaching, and he made a really good point. I said, man, I thought, that's good. I said, Man, and he said, and in closing, I said, praise God. I didn't mean to, thankfully, that he was closing. He said, in in closing tonight, oh, thank you, Jesus. So when I say I don't want to be real long-winded, it's okay. You can breathe a sigh of relief and say, thank the Lord. It's all I won't be offended. (laughs) Amen. God is good. All the time and all the time. God is good. 
is good. Amen. I want to turn your attention really quickly to the book of Luke, chapter 22. We're only going to read one verse for the sake of time. And I think it's pretty clear. Also, man, I am enjoying watching all of these improvements taking place and all the things happening. It's just... Please continue to pray. Some of you already know. I know some of you know Reggie. <laughs> He's a little crazy. But uh, he likes to drive by the front of the church every couple weeks or so just to see what's going on. And I pray one of these days he comes inside the church to see what's going on. Amen. He came by today. I had just, just walked in the house. As a matter of fact, walked in the house, was walking out the side door, let the dogs go out for a second, and he called, and, he, and I answered the phone, and he was out in front of the, the church. And I said, hey, hold on, I'll be right out. And uh, he was talking about how much he, he's enjoyed watching things happen around here and how, much, how nice it looks. and He loves to hear good things and reports and he says, you know, because he was the power of attorney for Brother Halson, he helped. he's the one that really helped make everything happen for us to purchase this property. We know God's in control. Let me, I don't want to make, make no mistake, God made this happen. Amen. But God used him, Reggie, to help make this happen. And I told him that. I've told him that before. He told me today, he goes, you know, it was two years ago when you guys bought the church. He said that I was able to stop smoking. Well, you know, if he can clean up that, he can clean up anything. Amen. Praise God. And uh, he has a test tomorrow, physical. He's got an issue going on. And we prayed for him tonight. But can we just take 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and pray for Reggie? I believe God can use this. To do a, a, a work in his, his body and that he would know that God, if God can heal him on the physical side, God can heal his soul as well. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would touch Reggie. God, I pray that you administer his body, mind, and soul. In the name of Jesus, I pray your name over him. And God, I pray that we know that you can. We ask that you would. And God, let him feel your healing touch. Let him feel your drawing hand. In the name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. I just believe God's able to do a work. <laughs> Amen. I, th- I think he'd make a great saint. Amen. He, Brother Hospital knows what I'm talking about. He cusses like a sailor, but that'd be great to hear him speak in tongues. Right. <laughs> Amen. Well, I just have faith tonight. I, I'm just God can heal, save, deliver anybody. Amen. I know they have to choose. They have to decide. The choice is theirs to make. God's not going to force Himself on anybody. But I'm praying that, that God will do whatever it takes to at least get their attention and bring them to the point where they 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 have the opportunity to choose. Amen.
Praise God. Luke 22, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift or separate or divide you as wheat. Satan has one desire to have you and that he may sift you as wheat as wheat I want to preach for a few minutes tonight on this thought that it has been used as a title I know I've heard it before I heard it at uh, Peak Conference in 2016, Brother Jeff Dykes used this as his title. I looked it up. And uh, I'm going to use this title tonight for this message. High Value Targets. High Value Targets. Would you help me pray and ask God to talk to us and deal with us tonight? God, we give you glory and praise. I ask that you would speak to me and through me tonight. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. And especially tonight, minister to our young, pers- our young people. Every young person, every young man, every young woman. I pray in the matchless name of Jesus. And we give you glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. You are a high value target tonight. And that... Phrase high value target is a uh, is a phrase that is a military term. You've probably read it in the newspaper and over and over and again. And it was created some years ago by the Department of Defense as a military term to describe a high value target as someone or is a target the enemy commander requires for the successful completion of the mission. It's a target that the enemy commander requires for the successful completion of the mission. The mission, in other words, is not a success unless that high-value target is captured or destroyed. The loss of the high-value target would be expected to seriously degrade important enemy functions throughout the commander's friendly area of interest. In other words... The loss of this high-value target would seriously cause damage to the cause of the enemy. And the adversary looks at you tonight as a high-value target. That if he can destroy your faith or destroy you, he can, in other words affect negatively the kingdom of God. The devil's no match for God. He knows that. The devil is no match for the church as a collective body. And the devil's really no match for us because we know as they just sang it, we are more than conquerors through Christ. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. We know that. Can you say amen? Do you believe that? Say amen. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth us, who strengtheneth us. And no weapon formed against me shall. We know that. We, these are awesome concepts and truths that we find in the Word of God. But the devil knows that if he can 
get you, then he is in, in, in indirectly or maybe even directly at times affecting the kingdom of God. High value target. First, many high value targets, the phrase was often used to describe Osama bin Laden in reference to the September 11th attacks in 2001. I remember that day. Do you? And it wasn't till May 2nd, 2011 that he was actually found in a little village compound in Pakistan. And oh, by the way, the way they found them was CIA had dressed and were undercover for years and listening in and and Osama bin Laden wouldn't wouldn't, didn't have a phone, wouldn't talk on a phone, wouldn't be seen on camera, refused to even his trash, had to be selectively gone through because he didn't want to be found because he knew he was going to be killed <laughs> if he was found. And, and so he found some refuge. But one of his right-hand guys got a little lackadaisical and picked up his smartphone one day and was talking to... Uh, somebody at the compound to relay some information to him, and he was literally overheard by someone and gave away the location. And about 1 o'clock in the mornings at their time, SEAL Team Number 6 went in and took him out because he was considered a high-value target. I remember Desert Storm. I remember in the Iraqi war and uh, after this and the war in Iraq, I remember... Playing cards being passed around with Saddam Hussein and all these co- his commanders, and you had all these every one of these high value targets had a playing card. Anybody, anybody remember seeing those? And uh, people that the government was trying to go after because the government believed that if they could take out that person, that they would seriously cripple the ability of the enemy. And what I'm here to tell you tonight is the adversary of the devil sees you as a high-value target. And he knows that if he can cripple you, if he can get to you, he can cripple the kingdom of God. That if he can get you to fail, mom and dad, he can get to your children. If he can get you to slip up in your house, he can get to your kids. He may not be able to get to someone directly, but he knows if I can get to this person the, this person over here, I can't get to them. I, I can't tempt them. They won't, they, they won't fall. But if I can get to this person in the church, they might indirectly gossip about this person, and that's going to get them. So I'm going to... Because he wants to sift you. The devil is not our friend tonight. He sees you as a high-value target You know, Jesus looked at Peter and said, Satan hath desired to have you. His one desire is to take you and and to sift you or to separate you from the kingdom of God. Interesting how it was Peter that preached the Acts 2.38 message. Oh, what great value. Peter, Satan hath desired to have you. But can I stop right here and say, Jesus also desires to have you. But not to sift you, but to draw you close and to bless you and to favor you. Amen. Value is often 
increased by the one who owns it or uses it. Oh, man. Your value has increased since you were filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you're not your own, but you are bought with a... And now you belong to Him. I, you know, you ready? The devil isn't really concerned about those that are lost as much he is, as he is. He doesn't see as much value. Now, the, the Lord looks at everybody, and He's no respect of persons, and He loves everybody. He wants everybody to be, be saved. But the way the devil looks at people, he says, Hey, if that, that person's a high-value target, you have more value than those that are already lost. Because of the one who owns you. Of the one who gets to use you for his kingdom. Young people, you are a high value target tonight. You have great use for the kingdom of God. But the devil understands that. And he understands if he can get to you, he can indirectly affect the kingdom. I'm amazed at what people will pay for some of these things that once belonged to famous people. William Shatner, you know, James... Kirk from the USS Enterprise. Star Trek from you 1960s generation people. I wasn't even born yet, but there you go. Had a kidney stone. Sold for $25,000. Sister G, wouldn't you like to have $25,000 for every kidney stone? <laughs> Two thousand five Britney Spears pregnancy test sold for two thousand dollars. Marilyn Monroe, the very last check she wrote for two hundred twenty-eight dollars and eighty cents in two thousand twelve sold for fifteen thousand dollars, and they couldn't even cash it. It had already been cashed. A dress worn by Marilyn Monroe sold sold for four million. John Lennon's tooth. Now, when I was a kid, my parents used to let me put my tooth under the pillow, and they didn't lie to me and say there was a tooth fairy. But they just said, why don't you just put your tooth or put it on the nightstand, and I'd get up, and there was a dollar. Now I'm finding out kids are getting $5 and $10 for a tooth. Inflation, I get, I get a dollar. John Lennon, in 2012, $32,000 for a tooth. <laughs> to me, I wouldn't pay that. I wouldn't even... I, You'd have to pay me to take his tooth. And if you gave it to me, I'd sell it and give it to the church. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jackie Kennedy's fake, fake, fake pearls sold for $21,000. 1971 Pantera sold for $2,400 in 1971. Some years later sold for $2 million to the Peterson Family Museum. Why? Because it was owned by the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Elvis's <laughs> blue suede shoes sold for $80,000. Elvis's Bible sold for $94,000. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of them right here. I guess that, that'd be good building fund, wouldn't it? I'll sign it. I'll sign and date it. I'll put some DNA on it if you want. <laughs> For 500 bucks. For 100. Can I tell you, your, your life is so much more valuable than any of those things. 
Because you are owned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You have a whole lot more use to the kingdom of God than any of that stuff that they're going to put on a shelf or put in a display for people to look at and have no use for it. I mean, I don't even know if I let somebody give me $32,000 for one of my teeth. As long as it's good. I mean, if they got to pull it out, okay. But I'd rather, it has some use to me. Wait till it has to come out and then. Matter of fact, pay me now and you can have it when it falls out. Because I still have some use for it. Hello? Can I tell you tonight, everyone here tonight is loved and valued by Jesus Christ. You are highly valued. I've, I've talked about it many times. Worth is defined by the price one is willing to pay. He paid everything for you. That's because he values and thinks you are worth everything to him. Romans 5, 8, but God commandeth or commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Isn't that awesome? God loves you. Luke 15, we find the story about the lost sheep, the lost, the story, parables about the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the prodigal. And in verse 4, Jesus speaks, of what man, if he had one sheep that was lost, if he has a hundred but one was lost, he would leave the ninety-nine, he'd go find the one. And then when he comes back, he's going to say, rejoice with me. For that one sheep that was lost has been found. Great, he said, there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. Heaven rejoices. Angels sing hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory, glory, whatever they say, over one sinner. The saints already there rejoice over one sinner. That's how much value one person has. Can I interject? All lives matter. Also, black lives matter, brown lives matter. Yellow lies, pink, white, polka dot. That wasn't in my notes, but that's good stuff. People say, do you believe black lives matter? And I'm, I'm not trying to get political. I say, absolutely, every life matters. Don't get mad at me if I say every life. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. He's no respecter of persons. Heaven rejoices over one sinner. doesn't say what color they have to be. Heaven doesn't get a little bit more excited because a white person got saved or a black person got saved. A person got saved. Heaven throws a party. You, 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 you might could use that at work or somebody if, if you need to. I mean, go ahead. Say, well, you know, Luke 15, the Bible says heaven rejoices over one sinner that repents. And repents. Wow, I guess that tells me that any, any person that repents... Heaven rejoices. Don't get quiet on me now. That means I have value and you have value. We all have value to him. Matter of fact, 1 Peter 2 and 9, young people, the Bible says you are a chosen generation, royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people. 
but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. You're a chosen generation. A royal priesthood, a peculiar, special people. Deuteronomy 7, 6, For thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. You are special. Now, I know it's a little tongue-in-cheek, but look at some of them. You're so special. Oh, you should see some of the looks I'm seeing right now. So I said, you're so special. Oh, Oh, you're special. Isn't that sweet? And that was between a husband and wife. Isn't that amazing? 20 years, let's hope they still say that. You're special. After 24 years, I love you even more today. Brother Blackwood's warming up. Look out. Isaiah 43, this people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. We show forth praise because we know we are highly valued by God. We know God loves us. Amen. Psalms 139, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Ephesians 2.10, for we are His workmanship. 2 Thessalonians 2.13, God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. From the beginning, God always saw you with value. Amen. He always saw you as having high value. But the enemy also sees you having high value and you become a target. Amen. Jesus told Peter, Peter, you're a target. Matter of fact, you've got a little bit bigger bullseye on your on your back than maybe other people because you're fixing to preach. Acts 2.38, Peter, because you said that you know who I am. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And, and, and Peter, I told you upon this rock, this revelation of who I am. And, and Peter, I gave you the keys to preach the gospel message. Peter, you better look out. The tempter's coming your way. Why? Because he sees value. And he wants to steal, kill, and to destroy. John 10 and 10, Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and you might have it more abundantly. But he also said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, kill, and to destroy. 2 Corinthians 2, 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. We understand how the devil works. He tries to tempt. He tries to seduce. He tries to uh, entice. He tries to cause division. Sifting. Peter, Simon, Simons, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you or separate you. Young people, you're to be separate from the world, but not separate from the youth group. Not separate from the church. Can I talk to young people? You young men, young men, young women? You, if you got division or this, well, I'll sit by so-and-so, but I don't want to sit by so-and-so. You got a problem. I'll act this way when they're around, but when that young person's gone, I'll act a different way. You got a problem. <laughs> it's okay, young people. Sorry, ready? ready? Mom and dad, if you go... 
You got a problem with somebody, you need... Well, I know that's just for the people that are going to buy the CD and, and that, that aren't here tonight because, you know, y'all got wings. First Peter 5 and 8, he said, Be sober, be, be, village, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, has a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Jesus had told Peter, again in our text, that he may sift you as wheat. You just need to say, no, you may not. I'm a high-value target to him also. I belong to him. I've been bought with a price. And Psalms 119.110 says, The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I erred not from thy precepts. If you will be obedient to the word of God, you can escape every snare, every trap the devil tries to entrap you in. Just be obedient to the word. Say, so how do I live an abundant life? Just do what the book says. It's not rocket science here. It's the word of God. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. If you're not sure about if something's right or not, would you be doing it or looking at it or saying it if Jesus was standing right next to you? Because he is. Hello. And if you're not sure about that, would you do that if Pastor or Sister Mullings was standing right next to you? Would you act that way? Would you say that? Would you make that face? Oh, well, that's not my nose. That's good stuff. So I, I was wondering, and I made a list. Because I, I, I wonder, who, who is hell's most sought-after Highly valued targets. Could it be soul winners? Prayer warriors? Praise and worship singers or musicians? Ushers? Hostesses? Sunday school teachers? Ministers? Elders? Preachers? Pastors? Moms and dads? Or maybe the number one priority are youth. You see, because I started looking through the, the Bible and looking at how God has used young people to bless His kingdom. We love the story about Abraham and Isaac, but Isaac set himself down on the altar. Abraham willing to offer his son, Isaac willing to be offered. Hello? Isaac was just a young boy or a young man. He understood what was going on. He laid it down on the altar. He laid himself on the wood. But God blessed him. How about Joseph? God gave him the dream, just a young man, 17. Who's 17 tonight? One, two, two 17-year-olds over here. God gave him a dream. Rose to second in command, second to Pharaoh himself. And God used Joseph to save his people, to save his family. Don't undersell your youth and your ability and your potential. You are a highly valued target. God can use you to save your family. God can use you to save the city. Moses, when he became of age, 
He forsook the pleasures of sin. He's in the faith chapter for that. Joshua and Caleb used while they were young. Samson was young. Yes, he failed, but he's still in the faith chapter. How about Daniel? Willing to pray and be thrown into the lion's den. The three, we call them the three Hebrew children, but they were young men who refused to bow. Said, we're going to serve God. I'm thankful we got some young people in this church that say, we're going to live for God. Samuel was just a child in the temple of God. Hannah had already offered him to the Lord. He was there to help Eli. Eli's own boys were in sin. and God called Samuel as a boy. David, anointed king as a young boy, tending his father's sheep. Why? God saw value and usefulness. I love, I love Brother Markham. He, he used to share the story quite often. I've, I've shared, he had four people get the Holy Ghost. He was telling a pastor, we had four people get the Holy Ghost at a, at a, a meeting in, in uh, Spain, I believe it was. It wasn't Portugal, I believe it was in Spain. And he said, oh, you had three adults and a child? He said, no, we had three children. Or we had three and a half get saved. He said, we had three and a half. They said, three adults? He said, no, we had three kids and an adult. We had three and a half. The adult's life was half over. Great value in our young people. Matter of fact, I'm not so sure if the devil will be okay with uh, uh, the older generation continuing on, being faithful, having church. But as long as we don't have any young people and no, nobody to turn the, to the next generation, turn the church to. But I'm thinking we got young men and young women. <laughs> Josiah was eight years old. Eight years old. When he simply said, we're going to be obedient to the word of God. Eight years old when he became king. And he turned the nation to God. At eight. Don't tell me young people have no value. Young people probably have more value. But that means we need to pray and fast and protect our young people and train them up in the way they should go. As much or more than anybody else. Ruth was still young, believe it or not. How about the young lady who became the queen? Her name was Esther. She was young and beautiful and saved her people. You get that line? For such a time as this, where do you think that? There you go. There's the story. Deborah was young, a prophetess. How about Mary, the mother of Jesus? She was young. Or the four young daughters of Philip. The Bible says they prophesied. History tells us they were tremendous assets to the church in Acts 21. Great revival poured out. Four young daughters. Faithful. I'm trying to talk to some of you young ladies. You have high value in the kingdom of God. And the devil going to try to come in there come to you and try to tempt you and sway you and just say no. Young people, you have a big bullseye on your life. 
And the devil wants to sift you and separate you from the kingdom of God and sift you as wheat. But be of good cheer. Somebody's prayed for you. Just as Jesus prayed for Peter. Thy faith failed not. There's an economic term, and I'm, I'm closing. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to do something here in a second. <clears throat> There's an economic term. It's called leveraging. When you leverage something economically, you are invest, it's an investment strategy, if you will, that investors use. It's to amplify their investment. It's to maximize their resource. When you leverage, some even borrow money to leverage it because the profit far outweighs the cost. You know what Calvary was for all of us? It was leveraging. Because in the mind of God, the potential for us to be saved and to abide with Him in in heaven forever and ever was worth the cost to Him. Because he saw that much kind of that much value in you. Young people, I want this church to leverage your potential and ability to maximize the potential for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Can I get in a mom and dad to say amen to that? We want to magnify and maximize the profit for the kingdom of God through our young people. Our Sunday school department is one of the most important departments in this church, ministry in this church. The youth department is one of the most important ministries in this church. We talk about fortify. Our church is going to pick up the tab and pay for all of the young people that are involved in ministry to go to fortify to help them develop the ministry that God has called them into. Why? We are trying to leverage... Because we see, pastor sees, great value in our young people. Amen. Youth camps. Youth conferences. We want our young people to grow. Because here tonight could be future pastors, evangelists, praise singers, pastors' wives, prayer warriors, song leaders, Outreach coordinators, Sunday school teachers. The devil knows if he can get to the young people and separate them, that's the only way he can limit the kingdom of God by trying to get them. Amen? So let's stand together. I know this is a Wednesday night. I know I just went about... I don't know, 30 minutes or so. But I want to pray for our young people. You know, we we love the story. Andrew went to the boy. 5,000 men plus women and children. What did Jesus do? He leveraged the lunch of a boy to feed 5,000 men plus women. God can leverage your testimony as a young person to minister to thousands. 
I'm glad three people got faith. Because I think I heard three amens. The lunch, five loaves and two fish from a boy's lunch. Jesus took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he used it. God can use your talent, your ability. You may say, it's just so much. All it is 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 just he can use it to multiply and bless and minister and save and feed. He can leverage your ability. There are people in this upcoming year, if you're able to go back to school, that you're going to come in contact that nobody else in this building tonight will see or come in contact with. But you have the ability to reach out and see them pray through and see them saved at an altar because you have that kind of potential. So be careful because understand to whom much is given, much. And the devil's going to try to throw everything he can at you to try to separate you from the kingdom and separate you from the youth group. And this making any sense to you, young people? So I want all the young men to step right up here. And all the young ladies step right over there. And I want, if you're a mom or a dad or a grandparent or you just feel led to stand behind one of these young people, I want you to come. And we're going to pray the strength and the courage of the Holy Ghost, the boldness of the Holy Ghost, would rest upon each one of our young people. I know it's Wednesday night. This may be a little different. But we're going to pray for our young people that God would keep His hand of protection upon each one of them. And that God would bless them. Because Jesus took the bread and before he could break it and use it to be a blessing to somebody else, he, had to, he blessed it himself. So what we are going to do is we're going to pray God's blessing upon every young person. So that, that at that point, God can use them to be a blessing for his kingdom. So I just want you to pray favor and the blessing of the Lord on each one of these young people. Would you do that? come close behind them if appropriate maybe put your hand on their back or their shoulder and I want you to pray God's blessing God's favor God's hand and hedge of protection about each one of them they have high and great value to the kingdom
Lord is blessing right now. The hand of the Lord is blessing right now. Yes, Lord. 
depths of my soul, yes, Lord, completely, yes, my soul says yes, oh, yes, have your will and your way, Lord. service Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. Amen. Father's Day. Celebrating fathers this Sunday. God bless you in Jesus' name.